0: Oi, oi, where's me bloody podcast? Wait, I'm doing a British accent. Give me two seconds. (laughs) You're right, you're right. Boston, Boston, New York, New York. Oi, honey, where's my fucking podcast? I've been waiting all dinner.
1: I'm cooking it right now. I just need to make it as good as
0: possible before I give it to you, honey. Cooking it, cooking it. What are you bloody cooking in it that you have to... (laughs) I'm still going into the British accent. Sorry. One more time. I'll do it right. right. Oi, honey, what are you doing in the kitchen? I asked for a bloody podcast. What are you doing, huh?
1: What do you mean what am I doing? I'm cooking your podcast perfectly. It takes time, you know, honey. I've been waiting
0: for hours. What are you doing in there?
1: I'm cooking it right. I'm cooking, cooking. it right just like you
0: like it. Cooking? What are you cooking the podcast for? Who cooks a podcast? I I I'm, I'm cooking it. I'm flipping it over. <laughs> Uh, don't just put my iPhone in the oven, honey. That's not how you make a fucking podcast. What are you talking you want, about? You, you want your fucking podcast, do you? Get the fuck you? out of here. What do you... Yeah, 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 I yeah, I do. There you yeah, you go. Here's your, your fucking
1: podcast. Here's your fucking raging bull and your fucking Thelma and the wheeze and your fucking cats. That's there it. There you go.
0: Get out of my house.
1: So, Nathan, I wanted to talk to you about our sleep schedules, especially... <laughs> Lack of sleep Because this yes. past week I don't know if you know Well you do know That I've been moving And I have hardly slept In this past week And I feel like I'm going insane
0: I think it's because You are going insane Brenton In fact like, You're eventually Going to end up Like Anthony Hopkins like, In Silence of the Lambs Like <laughs> I'll be the Jodie Foster Just walking past And you'll be in your Little white straight jacket you'll be like Hello Nathan <laughs> I'd I'd prefer if I was Norman Osborne to be honest, but, you know... Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be great if he, like, lived at the end of Spider-Man... Spoiler alert for Spider-Man. And, um, they just put him in a little mental asylum. Oh, it would be great. Out, am I? (laughs) No, my sleep schedule has been all over the shop. Because, like, I think... See, I don't know, because, like, I've also had a very stressful week as well, because I've just been, like, organising me moving houses, because we're both moving houses at the same week for completely independent reasons, and I feel like at the end of the day, because I'm doing so much, I'm just coming home and just lying in bed, and I'm, and you think you'd naturally collapse, but your head's just running through what you have to do tomorrow, if that makes sense? Exactly. It mm. yeah, Exactly, it does. It makes perfect sense, yeah. Yeah, but, like, surely, like, for you, it'd be a little bit better, because, like, you have a girlfriend, so, like, surely you can just, like, talk to her before you go to sleep, and just, like, literally. <laughs> just vent it all out in bed and then just, like, collapse?
1: Um, well, yeah. Like, I mean, like, there's there's obviously massive positives like that because it means I have, like you said, someone to vent to, someone to talk to, <laughs> someone to communicate with, someone that understands me who knows um, me for who I am.
0: But, like, yeah, I feel like for me, I'm just alone. <laughs> but it, it still doesn't change the fact that I'm fucking tired all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? Do you have, like, a vice that, like, wakes you up a lot? Like, do you do, like, like, a lot of coffee or a lot of tea or a lot of cocaine? Like, do you do any of that?
1: I've had... To- I've had to have some serious coffee fixes throughout the past week. <laughs> but do it's been keeping me going, and uh, it it's not the best, but it does the trick.
0: Oh, okay. I hear you. Do you ever, like, do you have, like, a foreign homemade coffee maker? Like, that you do, like, you have, like, that, like, fancy, like, pods and all that kind of stuff that you get around?
1: No, and I wouldn't call pods fancy, but, um, <laughs> no, I, I usually just go out and
0: buy buy coffee out and back. Oh, okay. Wow, man, you could save so much money if you got those bloody pods. Although, mind you, those pods are very bad for the environment. I had a girl once come over to my house, and like, she and I was like, "Oh, do you want me to make you a coffee?" She says, "Sure thing." She was very excited about it, and then I put, I showed her the pod machine, and she's like, "How dare you? This is like, you are you're contributing to the problem, man." I'm like, "Wow, okay, someone's not getting coffee." <laughs> <laughs> and someone's not coming back over. Nope. <laughs> oh, no. But but um yeah, but I But seriously,
1: actually, save the save the environment. Those polar bears are getting skinny. Come on, guys. Oh yeah, they are. Come I on. mean yeah.
0: Even like the little plush toys are the they're, they're removing stuffing just to teach kids a message. So But yeah, like uh oh. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I actually quit coffee um last in twenty seventeen because I was having too much of it because I had too many sleepless nights. I reckon it's, with coffee especially, there's this weird thing where like, do you have, do you feel like you ever have too much of it, Brenton?
1: Um, I've had too much of it in the past, yes.
0: Oh, okay, cool. So how's how's your relationship with it this week?
1: Oh, look, it's been fine. Like, it's probably the most coffee I've had in, in like, a while. I weaned myself off it, but, like, I've worked as a barista as well, so oh, I know true. what it's Can like. Can you imagine to... the
0: irony if you didn't drink coffee as you were a barista? Like, <laughs> <laughs> People would be drinking some real shit. That's what Have I'd Have you ever met that. anyone in the business that, like, doesn't do coffee? Like who serves but doesn't actually drink it?
1: I wish I could say yes, but no, no, unfortunately not. Nah. There's no there's no barista that does not drink coffee. I wish there was. <laughs> I really wish there
0: was. Could be a fun story to tell, but unfortunately yeah. not. You've never like, it was like a dark and stormy night and you're all sitting around the cafe one day and then suddenly like one just walks in with like a peg leg <laughs> and says so like I've never drinken coffee and they're like, Whoa, where did you come from? He's like, I went to the Caribbean, and I saw it was made. You don't want to drink coffee. <laughs> and you're like, continue, sir, please. <laughs> It'd be great. And then he just like a, and then he just fucking evaporates. Like he's like <laughs> and, and behind, he's like, I don't... I I don't drink coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And where he stood, uh, where he evaporated, is like one little coffee bean. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome welcome to Classic Movie Banter. (laughs) Episode number 36. 36. Um, This is the podcast where we review films that are 20 years or older. That's Mm -hmm. right, 20 years or older. That makes them a classic. Hence, we review the classic movie and then we have some banter, hence the name Classic Movie Banter. Now my name's Brenton, and this is, uh... and I'm Nathan. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> and today we're talking to you about uh, we're we're talking about a film. Uh, I'll let Nathan take it from
0: here. Oh, really? Uh, in the sense of why are we talking about this film, Nathan? Oh, right, because this is a very special episode. Um, this comes out what twenty eighth of January, I want to say. So, um, it it was my birthday this week. So, woohoo! Happy birthday, Nathan! Happy birthday to me! I feel like I'm Cusco from The Emperor's New Groove, where it's like it's my birthday gift to me. (laughs) And he has like (laughs) a little, like, like castle on like a little theme park, like. (laughs) But um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) hey, uh, hey guys, send those tweets to Nathan. Wish him a happy birthday, guys! Oh, thank you on CNBC. I'm turning
0: that ripe old age of 23, so my bones are getting that little bit more brittle and um since it's my birthday um i've i've been wanting to do a um a movie for a while and we thought fuck it this can be my gift to me <laughs> i sound so vain where we just talk about a movie that i really want to talk about but um yeah I, I i don't know why we always announce the titles of the films as if no one knows what we're going to be reviewing this week as if they just never read the title of the podcast
1: <laughs> hey maybe they don't you, you don't know you don't know that yeah, you don't know I don't what people know do them.
0: Yeah, true. They could just like be on a playlist and just randomly this pops on in, and they're like, who are these idiots? Why are they in my exactly. feed? Exactly. Yeah. Nathan, your favourite film of all time is? Raging Bull. It's the it's this movie. It's this movie that we're seeing again this week. And uh, Nathan, do you have a question for me? I do. Brenton, my favourite movie of all time. Can you please pitch to me? <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it. Can you I please sure pitch can. to me, Raging Bull?
1: Hey, hey, Mr. Scorsese. Hello. How are you going? Uh, it's Marnie. My name's Robert Marty. De Niro. <laughs> Hey Marty, I'm I'm Bobby and uh I've got this <laughs> script that I really want you to direct me in. uh I know you just got over that drug overdose but hey, I think this could really save your life. Yeah. Uh it's this movie called Raging It's this movie called Raging Bull and Is it uh about it's about this this it's it, it's not actually it's about it's about a real life dude, this boxer called Jake LaMotta and it's basically his uh uh a film that follow his boxing career. Um, though that's not really the focus of the film, because even though he's a raging bull in the boxing river, he's also a raging bull in every fucking aspect of his life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's about it's about like it's that's literally a guy like imploding and his and his self destruction over a number of years, um, and how he's uh, specifically how that how that amalgamates in his relationships with his brother and
0: his 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 wife. Oh. Um, sorry wait, and, are you yeah, are you uh, pitching t- to me Martin Scorsese, a movie where the main male protagonist builds up a career and then has a disastrous, tragic fall in the second half of the movie? Are you saying that's what I, Martin Scorsese, should make as a film? Or maybe every film of my career? <laughs> I, I think you should do it, dude. No one will see it coming. No, it's such an original work. <laughs> it's like if I was Tim Burton, I want to do a film with Johnny Depp, how original? <laughs> <laughs> Um I'm ripping the
1: band-aid off, it's coming off. Great pitch. Oh. Great pitch. Great pitch. Oh, SWAT team. You just did it. SWAT, you did it perfectly. SWAT team, Brenton. take it away. Ah, oh, I love it. Good let's job. Let's talk man. let's talk about this f- let's let's talk about this
0: fucking movie. Raging Bull. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. Is it your favourite movie of all time, like it is for me? <laughs> Personally, no it's not, but I can
1: understand why it's your favourite and I think it's mm. very well made. Is it my favourite Scorsese film? No, it's not actually. Wow. Is it one of his? Is it one of his best? Why? Yes, it is, Nathan. Why? Yeah, yes, it yeah. is. Tell you what, is it better than Last Temptation of Christ? <laughs> hey, you know what? It is. Wow. It is. I It'd will be give William it that. Defoe. In fact, it's probably in the top three of his films. Oh wow, good stuff. At least, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And that's from one viewing from me. So you know, because mm. uh, I've seen this film yeah, definitely. a lot, um, and like, and
0: I and remember I didn't make this film my favorite film until I saw it a fair few times, and it really sunk in. So, like, uh, because you've seen this yeah. for the first time. See, I yeah. love this because you're seeing it for the first time. So, they're gonna ask you all these cool things. Like, you're so fresh to it. It's like meeting someone who just watched Harry Potter for the first time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think this film is like ex- It's like perfect.
1: This movie. It's pretty perfect. <laughs> like it's so, ex- it's, so ex- it's so exquisitely crafted. It's so well acted. Mm. Um, the the direction of photography is is spot on. The use of light. Um, is amazing, specifically because this film is in black and white. Yes, and, it's black um, and white. it takes what would it takes something that is pretty formulaic, as we were saying, mm. especially when it comes to Scorsese. And I know at the time that might may, may not have been the case necessarily. Because yeah, he like just out of his career, or well,
0: he had it bug like, for ten
1: years or something like. That. He really, he really. No- it's it's not even that it's necessarily original. It he mm. just knocks it out of the park in terms of execution, which I I I appreciate. You know, yeah, I appreciate
0: you, man, Scorsese. Thank you so much. Oh, he's he's. He is a genius, isn't he?
1: Oh, like for me, like it's taken me a while to realize this, but he's probably like my favorite, fam- my favorite film director of all time. Mm. He uh, just
0: and like it yeah. just feels like such a Scorsese picture. Like, like the, the oh. reason actually, Brenton, I because when I was thinking about it this week when I pitched you this movie, um, <laughs> in real life that we should watch it, I was regretting telling <laughs> you it was my favorite film of all time because I feel like I may have overhyped the movie, and I was I was worried you were going to maybe react against it. Because, like, I was thinking this is the best film, in my opinion, that's ever been made.
1: No, no, dude. Um, I, I, That didn't even come into question when I was watching this. Mm. I watched this film. I, I will admit right now, I watched this film in two sittings. Oh, good. That's healthy. I watched that hour and, it's a long film. I, I, I watched it hour one and I watched it hour two. And um, I swear to God, like, this film, it's it's two hours and ten minutes. It flew by. Like, mm. it's quite... For a Scorsese film, like, uh, who is known for taking his time, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He's also he's also known for he's got a pretty good in terms of pacing, he's quite he's quite on the money. And this is on the money for sure. Like it's Oh, 100%. It's, it's so well paced. It's um oh man, the performances, De Niro Oh my god. Pesci, holy like, that's the thing, I think. I, like, like the reason this oh. is
0: my favourite film of all time, out of everything this film does, the reason it is my favourite film of all time, is because I think it has the best dialogue in cinema. Because the 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 New York accents is like they're they're the best accents in the movie and it's classic Scorsese where they swear every second word and every piece of dialogue is just so charged and loaded and there's so much meaning behind it you know what I mean
1: I do know what you mean there's a few scenes that I want to talk to when we get into the spoiler section
0: yeah. that
1: I oh they're they're just I I also the, talking about that it it also makes me realise. Um, and you know, uh, just going to going to research in this film, which we'll talk about later. Mm. Like everything is like it's it's such a, it's I hate saying this phrase, it's like real life, but it is. <laughs> it's like it's very it's it's uh, like I'd imagine there would be some people that would watch this, and thankfully, th- they they would probably say. Oh, that's a bit far fetched for someone to <laughs> that's be. It's a little bit that. ludicrous
0: for my cinema. <laughs> as they remove their pipe. Yeah,
1: type. but it's so grounded. Like it's so grounded and it's so realistic. I said, mm. like you know, I hate using that word, but uh, it's it's very grounded and um and, and believable. And be, because of that, there is some heightened moments and there is some things that let's say are very much frowned upon in today's society. Oh yeah, but I feel that, like that there go. are things that happen in this film. But it handles it with 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 um, not. I was going to say grace, but not so much grace. But it just it just shows you it for what it is. It's a very raw film. Doesn't shy away from those issues. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Very uh, very raw. (laughs) It's
0: raw. It's like biting into an onion, Brenton. If if that was a movie, it's like. (laughs) It's
1: like cracking open a raw egg and putting it in a glass and then drinking it as a as a as a strange musical thing comes over the edge and you start this weird training montage. That's what it's like.
0: <laughs> Good Rocky reference. Speaking of, how does this hold up to mate, how many boxing movies have we done this podcast? <laughs> People must think we're the biggest boxing fans.
1: Unfortunately, we've
0: done three Rocky films in this film, so it's four. Hey mate, I would say fortunately we've done three great Rocky films and this film. How does this hold up to Rocky? Oh, this
1: well, I don't know if they compare. Wow, really? In the sense that, so you don't
0: prefer one over the other?
1: No, I definitely do. But I, they're going, but they're both such different films. Like mm. one's a franchise, obviously, but like they're they're both very different films. Oh, that, can you imagine
0: they would never make a franchise out of Raging Bull? Would they? He's <laughs> too much of a oh dick. Oh, God, I don't.
1: No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, no, I like I do prefer Raging Bull, but
0: hey. in
1: saying that. In saying that, I don't know yet because I love the fighter, and uh, I think oh, Raging Bull is technically better. But um, I still have a soft place in my heart for the fighter. Um, but yeah, actually no, Raging Bull is way better <laughs> than that film. Uh,
0: um, On second thought, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like Rocky's a lot more camp, and it's a lot more silly with the boxing and all that kind of stuff. Like, imagine if like Mr. T went up against like Joe Lamato. Like, <laughs> like, it'd be a very different movie, wouldn't it? But, like with this one, I think I think, I think because Rocky's a good guy. Outside the ring, whereas Joe LaMada is clearly a bad bloke, like he's like I don't like. It's very baffling for an for a protagonist because he's just he has very little redeeming qualities. Like he just. He just keeps on doing the wrong thing.
1: Yeah, like I, now you say that, it's like he literally has no redeeming qualities, and yet he's fascinating to watch.
0: Yeah, because because his, his undoing in this movie because it's not really a spoiler saying he goes downhill, but his undoing is really himself, and we won't say why. But like, it's it's such a tragic story to watch because you can see there's so much promise, but at the end, he's that one ultimately responsible for his downfall. It's for. it's
1: like it's like honestly, it's like watching Macbeth or something. It it's is. Like, it is. Yeah. It it's a. Uh, and and yet, at the same time, like, when comparing... I, again, I, I compare this Scorsese film to other films mm. uh, of uh, from his filmography, and he he focuses on characters that are, let's say, bad men. And this is possibly the worst... He's he's probably the, <laughs> Out he's of all possibly the worst one. But but because, like, for instance, let's say Goodfellas, and the protagonist in that film is mm. Ray Liotta's character, and there's still, like, a... There's still, like, a conscience there. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like that, character's, that character does some awful shit, but there's moments of... That you can, I guess, connect to that character, and re- there's a relatability there.
0: I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is pretty bad on Shutter Island. <laughs> yeah. He does some pretty shady shit, too. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, but, but again, like, let's say Leo DiCaprio and the Wolf of Wall Street... Mm. Uh, I don't know, there's still a... There's
0: still a charm to him, you know?
1: Exactly, that's it, charm's the word. Jake, I, I don't know how they achieve this, but Jake LaModa <laughs> is just, like, a piece,
0: like... Oh, I do find him charming at some points, like, like when they're at the pool club, and, you know, like, when he's, you know, out, like, meeting boxes. No, no, like. no,
1: I, I'm saying, I'm saying that he can be charming, like, there is, like, mm. a there's, like, that dangerous element of, like, charm and flirtation, and, oh, you yeah, know... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, like, you know what I mean? But, but, but I'm saying, like, as a whole there's still aspects of those other characters that I, as an audience member, can latch onto. When when when, when uh, Jake LaModa flirts and charms people in this film, behind mm. his eyes, there's still a steely glare of, like, it's not, it's all bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's... it's uh, they, oh, it, you can see that so much. It's a great much. performance
0: from De Niro. Is it yeah. a spoiler if we talk about um Leon um if we talk about Rio Rio de Janeiro if we talk about Robert De Niro's um weight in in the film? Do you mind if we can we talk about that part here? Oh,
1: is it okay? Is it worth uh, is it worth talking about in spoilers or is it worth talking about in making movies? Is my question?
0: Oh, actually, yeah, making movies. Yeah, actually, that might be way better. Yeah, because like because most of what I want to talk about in this film is like kind of spoiler territory, frankly. Same,
1: same. I feel I'm happy to move on at this stage, but I will say, I, in terms of what you said about the physicality, let's just say that uh, De Niro goes over and above for this role. Oh yeah, he Christian and, um, bails it, doesn't he? Uh yeah, and in, in more ways than one, I think emotionally too. He like, actually
0: becomes Batman in this it, film.
1: <laughs> it's a sc- it's a scary role, like it's a big role to take on. And um, as we'll talk about when we get into making movies, mm. he uh, he wanted to do it. You know, he,
0: he was passionate about it. It shows yeah. on the screen. Uh, so. Yeah, rating it. Brett, it's a Thursday night. You're tr- 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 flicking through Netflix and Raging Bull comes up. What would you say? I, I can't give this film a thumbs down. No. At all? No. Is there a specific audience that may not like this film?
1: Yeah, I think people will. I I I know people. Good job, Brenton. That that hate series like Breaking Bad. Yeah, those people are called idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone heard that on the podcast, but I said Breaking Bad, and for some reason S- Siri switched on my phone and started searching it. <laughs> 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 really? She heard you say she she heard you say Netflix, and then Breaking Bad, and then went. Breaking Bad. And started <laughs> searching for it, and I was like,
0: "What the fuck?" Jack and Siri just wants to be on the podcast.
1: <laughs> Siri, you can be on the podcast anytime, oh, any but day. We're, as always, our first guest is going to be Willem Dafoe. So just you'll but have number to be two. Number
0: okay. two, you can you can be yeah. on Siri. <laughs>
1: um, but I know people that hate Breaking Bad, and they hate they hate. I guess fiction that's uh, good that centers on. People that are, let's say, unredeemable because they can't relate to them, and it's like, well, these people are pieces of shit. Why the fuck do I want to watch them? I've I've never understood that personally. Because, but then again, I kind of, I kind of love like a lot of like my favorite films, are, 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 peop- are about intolerable,
0: horrible, toxic. Because yeah, you learn something. You learn what not to be <laughs> when you watch these. Exactly. People. Exactly. Yeah. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have domestic violence I, sh- I shouldn't be hitting on minors
1: <laughs> well I, I think there's that confusion especially nowadays of that for some reason if those topics are covered in a film and are shown on screen that it for some reason makes those makes those aspects tolerable or it or it promotes oh, them as something oh, no. positive and I completely disagree with that oh uh, yeah and I totally disagree with that because again it's a piece one it's a piece of fiction and two it's a piece of art that is trying to you know maybe it has maybe a profound message behind it and this film mm. certainly does and it's funny because Scorsese he has also come under criticism, I think, for that in a lot of uh, in a lot of his filmography, especially nowadays. Especially when you think of something like The Wolf of Wall Street, and I don't know if you remember when that came out, that people were like, it's promoting this awful, toxic, real life human that literally ruined many many lives and it's, it's like true. well yes but people people need to understand that that happened and uh,
0: specifically again and that it probably won't happen again anytime soon <laughs> uh, Yeah, ex- exactly <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> that's the real message of that uh, so <laughs> um, so yeah like I don't know I feel like for those people maybe avoid this film but I feel like if you have seen a Scorsese picture before like if you love Wolf of Wall Street you'll 100% love this oh yes definitely mm. definitely yes yeah, so it's a thumbs up from me too.
1: This is probably a better film than Wolf of Wall Street, to be honest. But, um... Yes,
0: I, I agree. I think it is. It's it's my favourite movie of all time. Watching yep. it again this week, it's still my favourite movie of all time. The thing that sells it most to me is the dialogue. Like, the sharpest and best and most... It's like watching a play on stage. You just feel the actors in front of you. So, if you just want to see great acting as well, like, this is... The, the, the aspiring actors listening to us, this is the thing to watch. Just literally copy De Niro and Pesci. Yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Good work.
1: So let's get on to spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Movie, yeah. Ooh, I like the remix. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about. There's two. There's there's a scene, and I want to fucking talk about. In right. this movie. Yeah, was a fucking. It's, it's... About... okay now
0: that now that we're talking about the movie, the fuckings come out, don't they? You fucking talking about this?
1: <laughs> let's let's talk about the scene where uh where where Jake LaMotta and his brother. Did you fuck my wife? Did
0: you fuck my
1: wife? Yes.
0: Did you fuck yes. my wife? He's fixing. <laughs> I was waiting for it.
1: He's fixing that fucking TV, and that is such a good scene that then extends to a scene with. I'm just going to call it all one scene because like it's one kind of beat of the yeah. film. Yeah. He talks to he talks to his brother, confronts him about the quote the the quote that Nathan just said. He confronts him about that. Then goes and speaks to his wife, who has kind of like a mentalist breakdown slash maybe tells the truth um, slash maybe she's lying. I don't know. I don't think she does. Do you think
0: that she thinks? Do you reckon she slept with someone? I don't think she did.
1: I'm not. I'm not saying I, I like I don't I don't <laughs> think she does for my decide. first film, but I, I I don't think she does like given that that like Jake's able to move on and like still have a life like with her after that. Mm. Um. Anyway, so they have that scene, and then he takes it out onto the street, storms into his brother's house, who's having dinner at his with his fucking family and little toddler <laughs> kids, and bashes the fucking
0: shit out of him. I know. Like, in oh. It's it's and it's so brutal and like he's doing it right in front of the kids and they're just watching.
1: Yeah, that's the that was such a Scorsese moment where it flips mm. to the perspective of those kids.
0: I love the shot as well like where they're it. all like calmly having dinner and the, and the the way it's framed. You see De Niro walking down the hallway before he arrives. Yeah, and it just builds. He, that he, he no.
1: He walks down the path, opens the front door, closes the front door, and then walks <laughs> down the hallway. as 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 as, uh, as Joe is uh, eating a sausage. I'm pretty sure. Mm. And it's such it's so it's such a good job of tension building, isn't it? It's uh it's awesome, and oh, it was it was it was so perfect. But for me, again, that's the climax of the scene. But for mm. me, the highlight is that first quiet scene where De is fixing the TV and chatting to Joey. Let's get back to the acting and the dialogue that you oh were talking God. about before. Yeah,
0: yeah, Let's yeah. Let's talk
1: about just the subtleties, dude, of, like, Joe Pesci, man. Because, like, like, his face, his face
0: just says, like, he's guilty, doesn't it? Even though he's not. His face is, like... But, I mean, like, when you're dealing with someone that is, like, almost delusional
1: with, like... With with the idea of something and is fixated on an idea or something. At that point, you can't say anything, right? And that's like exactly. It's yeah. like it's that reaction. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like if yeah. he he's says he did it's going to seem like he did. If, if he if he says he didn't, he's going to say he did. And so he's like, "Look, I am just not going to say anything." Which, in a way, is still like saying you did it or you didn't do it. So there is no yeah, way Yeah, just of answer the question. Scenario. It
0: looks so bad that he just didn't choose to answer it with a no. But
1: I think I think either anything he answered with was going to result in. Yeah, in, what happened? in the following scene because it's that, that that idea is like planted in in Jake's head and then he's just like I'm going to bash the chat of this guy well you know actually maybe he wouldn't have if he hadn't have gone into his wife and his wife had said I've fucked everybody on the street yeah. you know what I mean yeah because oh, it's it's man. a, it's a whole
0: chain of events like Joe Pesci fucks up and then she fucks up and if they both didn't then it wouldn't have happened
1: it's it's like it's like for her I think it's like a claiming of a moment of like strength of being like yeah and you know what I'm just going to say this to like, sh- like to as a point to, like, get you, is what I kind of took it as. And then it's like, well, you know, you're going to say that and say hurtful shit to me, even though I've hurt you probably a lot more in the context of this film. Um, I'm going to go and bash the shit out of my brother, and that's on you. (laughs) That's (laughs) all on you, (laughs) biatch.
0: But also, I can't believe his hypocrisy, because the whole film, he's so paranoid about the fidelity of his wife, but he's so adulterous himself, and I don't understand that. Like, why he consistently is so adulterous, and yet he's so paranoid about her. I Look, I... It's it's complicated, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit, <laughs> whipping that whipping hey, that out man, in front of me.
1: It's it's complicated.
0: I know, like it's it is it is complicated. Like like, but I do love that he gets his comeuppance for um. Or I don't actually enjoy it because he bloody hits on a minor. Like it's horrible. But like he, but he does get his comeuppance.
1: He does it. He does that in the first place, though. She's underage mm. when he meets her. Uh, his wife, I mean.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He does too. He's a sleazeball, dude. He is a sleazeball. I love that he, I love that he rocks up to a pool party and Joe Pesci just immediately knows who she is because it's like the 1940s and everyone in New York knows everyone. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, she grew up. She grew up around here, you know. She's like, it's like know? this is a random girl yeah, that he what? just pointed out and he knows all this. That's amazing.
1: Uh I've got to say like as well let's just just to talk about scenes cuz I just want to get through all these scenes. Um, yeah, go for it man cuz there's talk a lot. About,
0: let's there's, there's a lot to this movie.
1: <laughs> the setup for Joe Pesci's character is really for me that scene in the kitchen, where De Niro asks him to punch him with the uh, yeah with the with the with the tea towel wrapped around his uh, hand as though it's a boxing glove, and just repeatedly punch him, mm. and it's it's and that moment does have a payoff later in the film when he when he finally gets um loses his uh, championship, uh or he's sorry he he loses his title, uh mm. when he's like come on come on to um, uh, Sugar Ray, uh, who beats the living hell out of him mm. oh my god and speaking of which just the fight scenes in this film how like in the boxing ring you literally see a punch happen and the cut slice through their skin on their face uh, you you literally see in those fight scenes a punch thrown in someone's face and their head slice mm. open and the blood like squirt out uh, in slow motion as the next punch is already being landed on the other side of their face it's pretty oh brutal. my god I know like the fight There's, choreography
0: is like radically better than Rocky isn't it like it's like it's so much it more is. artistically shot, and also like I love that you see the blood splatter on the crowd. Like the close, like the front row just gets oh. constantly showered in blood.
1: Oh, it's it's full on.
0: But I the
1: like you could say you could claim in terms of uh the the film's legacy that those scenes in terms of sound mixing don't have, and sound design really in terms of the sound effects maybe don't have uh, a lasting legacy in the sense of like it's still got that rocky kind of thwomp-thwomp like punch sound. Yeah, yeah, but. It's it's shot so well and it's directed so well that the cinematography and uh it, it just it, it, it transports you anyway. It, yeah, exactly. Like it, you wouldn't you wouldn't really notice it necessarily. And if no. you did, you could forgive it, I think. Yeah.
0: No, I thought, yeah, I thought, like, yeah, I thought the fights were dramatically better than Rocky, and like, there's a lot of fights in the movie as well. Like, it's um, it's it's a beautiful yeah. sequence. I love the opening shot actually of this movie where you just see Robert De Niro jumping up and down in the ring. I thought that was a great way to open the film.
1: Same, same, same. I um, one of my first notes is what an incredible
0: opening shot. Yeah, mm, I thought it was um, really, really cool. Oh, and um, I think I think there's the way this film's shot. There's a lot of old cinema. Like, I love it when he has his bruises from his fights, and sh- and th- and his and his new wife suddenly kisses him, and it's a very extreme close up shot, and it's. Very like cinema, like of the 40s, where like she's so beautiful and so shiny. Like, I think the actual way he shot um Vicky, whatever her name was, like, I think he did remarkable work. Like, yeah. Yes. Also, I agree, also I agree. do you find it yeah. funny that, like, well, not funny actually, do you find it bizarre that, like, his old wife just randomly disappears in the movie? Because, like, she, there's just, there's, it goes from, like, her from having a scene where she throws, like, a piece of glass out the window at him and that nearly kills him. And then, like, he meets this new chick and then she just vanishes. There's no, like, divorce scene or, like, you know what I mean? I I this might be controversial for me to say because people are like obviously
1: that story maybe probably deserves to be told but I will say that in terms of the art of the film it says a lot that the film doesn't because it's uh, it's all from uh Jake's Jake's perspective it doesn't even take the time to see her out of the movie and I think that's such I a I know. A, it's such a good decision um and it just it just shows what a piece of crap this guy
0: is, you know what I mean? That he's oh, just he's so crap, yeah. But like but obviously he's a lot better with his new wife. Like I think um I love the way that especially when they have their honeymoon and when they're like sharing these really, really amazing moments. I love it when um they're sharing these great memories and it goes, if the film only goes into colour for that tiny montage.
1: Yes. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's a great montage too, dude. Mm. It's really really good and it's great because like you see these happy happy memories of them all you know getting together and Joe Pesci and his wife and all that kind of stuff. And then cuz it's funny cuz by the time you see the family at the end of the movie where he's like where he's larger and he's got like his kids and they're all looking miserable. It's so funny juxtaposing that but when they're by the pool to like those memories where they're also by the pool. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh. Um what I thought I thought with Joe Pesci, I thought his actually greatest scene was when he fucking loses it at the other boxer. And it just escalates and keeps going what did you reckon of that scene you know where he's at the club
1: oh that's the i know i yeah i know that we were saying that you were you were saying it's so brutal when he beats the crap out of joe pesci at the end of the film but i gotta say the most brutal scene is when he sticks that guy's fucking head in the car and starts slamming it on him like but but again i just want to give credit to joe pesci the uh his his performance in this film, and just him as an actor. He is so talented. Like, we'll get into making movies and stuff about how he came to be in this film, but he's so incredibly talented and he's got this ability to just escalate scenes at the touch of a hat. And it's funny yeah. that, cause again, him and De Niro just play off so well mm. off each other. And it's, which is hilarious because they've got a, not a, actually, no, it's not a similar dynamic, but again, they, they play off so well each other in something like Goodfellas where, where De Niro is basically a psychopath. And yeah. so, is, and so is Joe Pesci to a certain extent. They're both like a couple of psychopaths, but, um, uh, but it's it's that thing that they can both just escalate they a scene just, uh, in
0: like a cause, millisecond. Because that scene starts with him just going, oh wait, because he's, for, he's forgiving the boxers like, oh yeah, we make peace, we make peace. And he says, yeah, there's nothing going on, nothing going on. And he just picks up the glass, just, just smashes it and says, nothing going on. And he just like leaps across the table. But, it, but it's like that glass smash in the face is like, you watch it,
1: you it's so sudden yeah it's like it's like I don't know how to describe it it's like lightning he He just his hands like in one spot yeah it's just like in his face boom and he's like straight across the table it's such a realistic fight scene as well Uh, but again I just want to give credit to Joe Pesci because for me he's probably the moral compass of this film oh easily Um, yeah like you know, we were saying before, and I think that's I think that's why this film's forgivable to people that maybe are like, oh well, you know, well, this film's about piece of shit characters, like something like Breaking Bad, where it's like Jesse and Walt. It's like who the fuck am I going to root for here? Like mm. basically, like you know, whereas like you do, I root for Joe Pesci in this film, and um, I, I, I think I think it's genuinely. I was I was always impressed by both of those lead performances, but I was really impressed by Joe Pesci in this film. And, um, well, you know, obviously it's gone down as, you know, one of those great yeah, yeah, supporting yeah. performances. And he's uh, one of the great actors, so, you know. Good on you, buddy. Yeah,
0: I completely agree. And you know what? Compared to Joe Pesci, I actually found there were some quite funny moments in the movie as well. Like, it's not all just this big family drama. There were lots of little things that I laughed at a lot in this movie. There's three things I want to mention. One was his little finger shake through the glass when he meets his new wife. You know, when he's, like, at the pool and he wants to meet her with the car. <laughs> and he just, like, grabs a little pinky and just starts shaking her. And she's like, "Oh, should I go on a date with this guy? That yeah. <laughs> was pretty great.
1: Yeah, he does, like, the handshake, with the, the pinky handshake. It's pretty great. Um, like, yeah, yeah
0: this is this is a cool guy i was gonna say another scene that i love that he did as well was when he pours um ice water onto his dick <laughs> like like she's like we shouldn't have sex before before the thing and then they do and then he just grabs a bucket of ice and just like goes puts it right on top of him i'm like good on you robert de niro you're really you're really doing everything for this movie aren't you <laughs> i was i was very perplexed during that
1: scene i was like um. What? Why is this in the movie? <laughs> why, is, why is there a bucket of iced water sitting there? What?
0: <laughs> What's going on here? What's going on? I mean, it here? makes sense.
1: He's he, he's a boxer. It makes sense. But um.
0: Yeah. And um, uh, I also love his um stand up routine at the end where he. I love it when he does that um bit about um the married guy and the single guy. He's like, I'm a married guy. You're a single guy. I'm married. You're single. Look at me, look at you. <laughs> I, I was just... He's great at it, man. Like, De Niro should... This makes me really keen to see the film King of Comedy, because it'd be interesting to see what De Niro does, like, with that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, like, De Niro at the end of this film, um, not only in those comedy club scenes, but, um... God, it's a... It's, uh, obviously, you can tell it's prosthetics and stuff. Oh, Fat De Niro. Yeah, let's talk about Fat De Niro. Yeah, um... Great last scene, really great oh last God, yeah. scene.
0: He's so sad, isn't he? You just feels so sorry for him because he just falls so far. But then he gets up. But then he like
1: this is the thing. Then the fucker gets up and goes, "Come on, like come on, you awesome piece of shit in the mirror." And then he just starts shat- like you know shadow boxing, like, Wah, yeah. Wah, and, and you're just like, like it's pathetic. Closes. It's pathetic to watch. But you're just like, man, this guy. Oh, <laughs> it's funny because that, that film, <laughs> you know because like,
0: that scene happens immediately after another crazy scene where he beats up the prison wall. And those two things juxtaposed would yes. not be polar opposites. I thought, especially in that prison wall exactly. scene as well, he goes he goes as bonkers as you've ever seen him. Like, he truly yeah, breaks yeah. down um, there. That's his lowest of lows. I
1: mean, when you're thrown in prison for, like, basically, like, pedophilia, you know, that's...
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, I don't think <laughs> De that's doing the lo- than that. That is
1: the lowest... <laughs> That's that is the lowest
0: of the law. Wait, wait, is he thrown in prison because that he's let underage women drink and into his establishment? Um, it could be a mix of both. He said he said when he saw his wife that he didn't much have he didn't have an argument like he didn't have a standing in court to defeat it. So, yeah, I mean he did kiss a minor. I don't know if that re- results in jail time. It probably does. Um, in the in the nineteen forties, but I think definitely the supplying of alcohol maybe was the heavier charge she went with. Yeah. So yeah, Brenton, that's uh, that's that's raging bull. Dude, I wanna
1: know how they made this movie, making movies, Mr. Scorsese Hazy. How did you
0: make this movie? <laughs> Scorsese Hazy into his house. Scorsese Hazy. <laughs> Let's talk about some trivia, dude. Oh man. I just
1: ha- I just want to start off with this piece of information because it's pretty it's pretty. It's, it's pretty, pretty out there, man. So when the real Jake LaModa saw the movie, he said it made him realize for the first time in his life what a terrible person he had been. Wow. When he asked the real Vicky LaModa, was I really like that? To which she responded, you were worse.
0: Whoa! <laughs> that, I love it. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, because that's the thing. Oh, like, I'm sure this film wasn't like 100% accurate, but God, I can't imagine what the real bloke must have been like. Oh, like... I don't want yeah. to. <laughs> but, speaking um, of um, oh, speaking God, of the ex-wife, well. Act, well, just speaking of his wife, but speaking of his ex-wife. So the first one, um, the screenwriter, um, Mardik Martin, who wrote this movie, he actually lived with the ex-wife. While writing this movie to get a sense of what he would actually be like. Right. Yeah. So, like, so this is funny. I found this right. in an article. And it said, um, he, so they did the 30th anniversary Blu ray recently. And, um, the screenwriter said he lived with, with air quotes, <laughs> with, with the ex wife to find out what she was like. So, insinuated there might have been something more going on. But she said she was so eager to, like, share as much as she could about her relationship with, quote, the volatile, pug pug (laughs) list yeah so she didn't like (laughs) him well I'll get into the Scorsese aspect now
1: Um, so uh, in 1978 when Martin Scorsese was at an all time low due to a near overdose resulting from an addiction to cocaine Robert De Niro visited him in hospital and told him that he had to clean himself up and make this movie about a boxer and at first Scorsese refused and he didn't he didn't like sports movies at all but due to De Niro's persistence he eventually gave in uh, many claim, including Scorsese, that De Niro saved Scorsese's life by getting him back into work, specifically on this film. Wow, that's amazing. That is
0: amazing. And like,
1: and then what's really interesting is that I also read that Scorsese kind of the what got him into this film was that he was this journey of this character and how he related like he, to his own uh, demons and you know downward spirals and, and that's stuff. That's amazing. And that's what got him into it Yeah Because he just He was so opposed to the idea Of a boxing film Or a sports film Because he He said he found boxing boring As a child You know Like and thought it was Anything with balls Was just awfully boring And you know Uh, Yeah (laughs) Incredible story
0: Yeah Great, great, great quote from Scorsese. Um, yeah, speaking of um Jake Lamato and all that kind of stuff, you know he was actually on set for the movie, Brenton? Was he on set? I knew that he'd done some work behind the scenes he in terms was, He of was there for the boxing scenes. Yes. He he rocked up for the boxing scenes. But when they did the dramatic scenes, Scorsese was like, Ah, maybe don't hang around for these ones. He's <laughs> like, they're not they're not too flattering. <laughs> and he's like, Oh cool, 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 cool. So that's probably why he had that reaction when he first saw the movie, because he had never seen the, the dramatic scenes. He always just like advised on the actual boxing. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, do you know what Pesci was doing before uh, they made this movie?
1: I do, I do know oh, this Oh, right, then you tell, you tell the story, it, dude. Oh well, okay. So Pesci had always, you know, been a working actor b- beforehand. Mm. Um and uh What's really interesting was that, um, apart from De Niro, who was the first one obviously to sign on, there was a real uh, desire, I think, of Scorsese and De Niro's part in the producing team to get a bunch of unknown actors.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, they succeeded in that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, um, I believe, that um, De Niro uh, discovered Pesci on, uh, I think, it might have been a show or something or another film. Uh, oh, and okay. so they've obviously reached out to Pesci to audition or or whatnot, and Pesci at the time uh, had given up acting about three or four years prior, mm. and uh, and was was running a restaurant.
0: <laughs> now, 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 knowing that, could you imagine <laughs> Joe Pesci? running a restaurant like just like like imagine the most angry version of joe pesci running an italian restaurant in new york oh my god could you imagine Can you that? imagine
1: could you imagine it? it's like, like oh, hey what are you doing well,
0: you want to you want to fucking sit you want to wait 10 minutes how about you get the fuck out of my restaurant get out of here or oh, you want a table too bad you get chairs what do you want you want spaghetti we got spaghetti like it'd be amazing
1: dude it for my acting career it kind of makes me want to just like give up for three or four years and just <laughs> wait for the call from Scorsese like seriously what the f- can you imagine getting that call I can't, getting that call and being like we want you to be the second lead in this film uh, starring Robert de Niro who you'll be doing your most most of your scenes with oh by the way in this in this scene you're actually gonna punch him in the face and he's gonna punch you back. So have fun with that. You're like, cool, yeah, I could do that. There, there were real punches. uh, we're actually, in, real in those punches between the brothers. Wow. Yeah, they were punching the shit out of each other. Yeah. They're you know, like, it was the um, '70s. Like. <laughs> which I, but I thought so. Watching it, I was like, fuck, that looks real. Like, not so much the drawing blood, like, because actually, maybe it was real. I don't know. But um, I was like, but the hits looked real, and the sound didn't quite match it, obviously. But the hits, I was like, oh fuck, that's like that looks like a real punch Damn. and I was like oh it was <laughs> I suppose Stallone has yeah. also
0: told stories where when he did the Rocky films he's, he's, he gets punched now and then too just, just by the nature of, of the work like you just accidentally get punched sometimes
1: well De Niro actually broke one of Pesci's ribs in a sparring scene in this Whoa, movie wow really yeah uh, so the shot is actually in the film where he broke his rib oh. uh, so De Niro will hit, hits Pesci in the, ri- in the side and Pesci groans and then there's a quick cut to another angle once that groan happens
0: oh my god really wow that's amazing I, I love yeah. I never knew that that's yeah. awesome news. I'm, I'm yeah. obviously not for Pesci, but like, for <laughs> like, the viewer, like, yes, break him more. But
1: <laughs> but, but De Niro is like athletic as fuck in this movie. Like when he's in his prime as a as oh a my boxer. God, yeah. Like holy shit. Like like I know like Stallone is like ripped in the sense of like he looks like a bodybuilder and he's like built himself up so he looks like really fucking lean and like built.
0: But De Niro, dude, he just looks like a real fighting monster machine. You know what I mean? Oh my god, yeah. Who do you reckon would win out of Rocky and um, Bloody Jake LaMotta? Oh, I think Jake LaMotta. <laughs> but he's okay. Actually, what stage he's... of Jake LaMotta? Like when he, at his peak, or like in his at the end of his career when he's just standing in the ring? No, no. Okay, okay. Jake
1: LaMotta wins hands down if if Vicky, his wife, calls Stallone. Oh, he's, he's, he's all right looking before the match. Oh. Then then Rocky,
0: then Rocky is dead. Like he will die in that boxing match. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. He would be murdered. Like that'd be amazing. Could you imagine just, um, what's Rocky's um wife name again? I'm blanking for some reason. Oh oh, um, um, oh, oh, Adrian! Adrian, oh, no, yeah, Adrian. Adrian. Yeah, can you imagine if like Adrian and Vicky are just standing there behind the rings and they're they're just like and, like you know Vicky's trying to bitch about Stallone and Adrian's just like oh maybe you should be nicer in boxing and she's like fuck you like oh I reckon Adrian would win in the fight <laughs> between her and Vicky, frankly. Oh, I agree. I agree, definitely, yeah. definitely. I would pay to see that movie. That'd be great. <laughs> Do you reckon, do you reckon um, De Niro's film would have been better if it had a um, training montage as well?
1: No, because I like the montage
0: of the happy families too much. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Imagine if like, the rock music good. just kicked in and suddenly it was just De Niro and Pesci just like... You know, training. I was
1: actually... I was actually the thought crossed my head during that scene that it was really funny that that was the montage of this film, and I couldn't. I was thinking about Rocky when that scene was playing, and how different these films were when it came to that. The Rocky, it's all about the training, and this one, it's all about this this kind of quaint, happy moments and these personal moments with these families. But um, I I kind of I kind of wanted to move on and talk about this <laughs> film's poster. <laughs> I just want to get out of here, man. Like, let's just go through. Like, no, man. I, I'm, no, because I I. Speaking of all this talk about Jake Lamato makes me wanna. Hey Nathan, yes, let's look at this film's poster. It's a,
0: yeah. What a segue, Brenton. We're really getting better after thirty-six episodes, aren't we?
1: Like, <laughs> I fit my, I fit my stride. <laughs> so, oh, I, I didn't fail um, you. I did a great yeah, job. <laughs>
0: Raging Bull. So, um, yeah. Raging Bull, starring Robert Robert De Niro. What do you reckon? Uh, do you like that raging bull's what? in air quotes, Brenton? No, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know why yes. it's like that. Like, <laughs> like it's. Uh, what do you think of the poster? It doesn't look like him, does it? No. Yeah, actually, is that the real Jake LaMotta? Maybe that's what I was thinking. It might be. I don't know because that's a really. Yeah, I, I generally don't know. Maybe maybe people think it's a documentary of him, but it says Robert De Niro on the poster. Maybe like. Exactly. I don't know. I'm so confused. This this poster is confusing, Brenton. If anything,
1: it's it's in saying that it's kind of the perfect poster for this film. In saying that, is it? Because it's in the, the idea of it is perfect that it's him sweaty as fuck, like in the boxing ring, but staring mm. down the camera like a freaking animal. That sums it up, dude. <laughs> That's I mean, he it.
0: definitely does look like a raging bull in that. See, I think I think a Holy better poster, shit. Brenton. I think a better poster would have been if it's just a shot of De Niro fixing the TV and he's looking angrily at the camera.
1: I have a better offer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice to e <E5>. five. <laughs> it's it's it's
1: it's a it's a shot over the shoulder of De Niro looking at himself in the mirror as he pours ice water over his dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and the film is like Raging Bull? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> I, oh, oh no. Raging Bull. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, title talk. Uh, what do you reckon? Was there a Raging Bull in Raging Bull? No, there fucking wasn't. I was waiting for the bull to rock up, Brenton, but it never came. There was no bulls <laughs> in this Thank God movie. it didn't. Thank any
1: other director would have had, for sure, just like, you know, like like shots of a fight scene, like, and in that was like cut of like an actual bull, like raging or something, or like, you know. That's like, what I was like, waiting for. Like for sure, some other filmmaker. But... I like that it's not because again the name is an allegory for not only his career Suction It's a metaphor it's a man
0: up, for like it's like deliverance it's just a meaning man
1: But it's like he's literally a fucking like I said before he's literally a fucking raging bull in every aspect of his life
0: Yeah it's true I mean maybe he should just go to a rodeo maybe that's where he belongs <laughs> Ride, ride, Jake (laughs) Lamotta. That's what that's what they should have called the film. Try, try, try
1: try to stand Jake Lamotta's back for ten seconds. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: Oh, I can see that so well. It's wonderfully. just like, it's
1: just like, it's like this little ring and like he's like on his hands and knees and there's just a <laughs> pile of corpses around him. Like, like, holy shit. That's like, actually, that's actually the sequel Dear that Lord. they're, they're
0: going to make. It's actually set 40 years later. De Niro is going to make it after the Irishman and he's actually <laughs> just going to be like Jake LaVada <laughs> just in his late sixties, just running around a rodeo like a bull.
1: Hey, speaking of the, uh, that film that you just mentioned, The Irishman.
0: Oh yes, I, this, is this making you keen for The Irishman?
1: Oh, dude, it's getting me. It's getting me. It's getting me ready to go. Dude, it's just the fact. So imagine De Niro and and
0: and Pesci, but then add Pacino to that mix.
1: Dude, in Scorsese directing. It's gonna be off, off the chart. And it's on Netflix. When does that come out? Is that this year? Yeah,
0: end of this year. Yeah, award season. This year? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Dude, this year that comes out. Bloody
0: uh, Once Upon
1: a Time in Hollywood comes out, dude!
0: Holy shit! The Oscars, dude. I'm, the, I'm the, the ready. Oscars, at early twenty twenty, are going to be a hard fought battle. I'll Tell you that, mate. Ugh,
1: maybe they'll all flop though, and then there'll be some new shit. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think. I don't. I know th- the I don't, looks I pretty don't think good. So, it looks like it's got all the ingredients of an amazing Scorsese film.
1: Oh, I think it's going to be great, and I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has the. I honestly think. And this is just hyping it, like, and I shouldn't do this. <laughs> this but is just from I a fan, I think that boy. It potentially, I potentially could think it could be Quentin Tarantino's best film. Whoa, you reckon even better than Pulp Fiction? Yeah, no, I think it is. He's come out and said it's the film, the the film that's the most similar to Pulp Fiction he's made. Wow,
0: damn, dude. I mean, I hope so. I don't think I'll go in with those kind of expectations, but if if it ends up being better, no, and I be don't amazing. have the... I don't
1: have that expectation either, but I like Pulp Fiction. I don't love it and I don't think it's Tarantino's best film. For Same. Me. Actually I agree uh, with
0: you a hundred percent on that. Yeah. Yeah. What's his best film? Is it inglorious? So
1: I, I genuinely you know what? In, given second thought, it probably is. <laughs> I was a big fan of I was I was I was a big fan of Django there for a few years, mm. but I think it's inglorious, dude. Like
0: It's so good. Looking back on it. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's so good. When it's 2029, we're going to be talking about that movie, mate. Holy shit.
1: Holy shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's only a decade Stick around, away. guys. Stick around. Stick around. There's some crazy shit going to happen. to
1: sh- some crazy shit going down. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. There's some crazy shit going down. Let's give the power. Power to the people.
0: Pass it to the people. That power. Yeah. Pass it to the people. All right, Brenton. Do you do you want to lead this? Off a- yeah, I will. I will, uh, <laughs> I so will actually.
1: On, on the tomato meter, on the tomato, 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 tomato. meter. Uh, Raging Bull currently stands as a ninety-five percent and an audience score of ninety-three percent. That's pretty good. That's pretty. It should be higher. <laughs> I think, dude. I think it should. I reckon it should be ninety-seven.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't want us to turn into those nitpicking nerds where we want actually, it should be 0.5 of a higher mark, but like...
1: Oh my god, I need to rethink my life, it's only 95, <laughs> what the fuck? Um,
0: <laughs>
1: Peter Aykroyd of The Spectator says, this is, I suppose, a film about a slob, a violent and stupid man whose few brains are knocked even further sideways every time he enters the ring. But somehow he becomes intriguing in the telling. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't have said
0: it better myself. It's 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 a it's it shouldn't work, but it does. No, yeah, and like you should go. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if you should go in like knowing if he's a slob or anything like that. But like, I think. No. I think you should learn that that he's you'll accept him for who he is. Maybe by the end, or you, you'll understand him better. Yeah. Um. Agreed. Kathleen Carroll from the New York Daily News. She didn't like it. She said, "Raging Bull ultimately has a numbing effect on the brain, as if one's head has been pummeled by LaMotta's so-called girlish fists." Yeah. What is he going on about? Having girlish fists because like it, it doesn't really make much of a difference when he like, ends up slapping his wife and like beating up his brother
1: no and they, they seem to do the trick so yeah, yeah I don't know they do the but job but uh, Kath, Kathleen like I again like this this review I, it might be a segment of a review because it's not really it doesn't give me enough to know exactly why it's numbing on the brain but I didn't experience yeah. that so I can't speak to it
0: yeah. no it definitely didn't make me feel But idiotic <laughs> oh god
1: <laughs> Jason Zingel from Bullseye.com Bullseye! For those for those who think Rocky is the greatest boxing movie ever made, think again. Oh, no. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, um,
0: How does this hold up compared to Rocky yeah, look, 1, 2, yeah. and 3 that we've seen? Like, would you put this on over oh, it's those bet- three? Like, Yeah, it's, it's better than those three films. Yeah, yeah 100%. For sure. I still love those films, all of them to death. But you know. I
1: love those films. I can have so much fun watching Rocky 2. I can have so much fun watching Rocky 3. That training montage is just... It's so much fun, but uh, yeah. This <laughs> that high five is, is moment, available.
0: we still yeah. we still remember it fondly. <laughs> so watch this over Rocky, please. <laughs> Pat W., he gave it one star, he didn't like it. He said, terrible movie, Rocky beats this movie hands down. <laughs> so he, this is exactly the opposite of what the previous review said.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't agree with that. I think there I, are I people who would prefer it, like Rocky I, more.
0: Like if they like that camp kind yeah, of sports agree. film, like maybe, but yeah. yeah. You should go in knowing this is definitely not camp. This is a heavy drama.
1: Yeah. I, I wanted to bring it to Forrest Hartman from Reno Gazette Journal, because he says, director Martin Scorsese is a knack for tackling fascinating characters that aren't altogether sympathetic.
0: Yeah, well, just, I brought that up because we're discussing
1: that point before, and it's like,
0: yeah. yeah. But like, literally all of his films, nearly all of them like have, and maybe it's besides Jesus, all of them have an unsympathetic character. You know what I mean? Like, Shawshank yeah, Island, like- Wolf of Wall Street, bloody Hugo, I fucking hated Hugo, the character. Um, what else? Um, Casino, Gangs of
1: New York. Me, the, I think, I think, I for me that,
0: or sympathetic, I should no, say. I think,
1: I think Gangs of, G- Gangs of New York, the lead character is Leo DiCaprio. And he's a, he's someone that is, you know, seeking vengeance. He's not really a good person. Uh, yeah. look, but look, actually I will say The Departed uh, so I would say that DiCaprio's character is the main. Oh, there's two leads of that film. It's yeah. Matt Damon and DiCaprio, and DiCaprio's character is sympathetic in the sense of he's a bad guy. He's been brought up as a bad guy. He's from the wrong talks of town, but he's he is he is picking to serve his country in the in the police force, mm. and he's kind of just roped back into it because of his history. But then Matt Damon's just a piece of shit, so it's like you know,
0: yeah. You know, it's funny listing all, I love all these movie, movies. The I've, I, can't, I just remember, Scorsese makes so many good movies. Like, how great The Departed?
1: I, I know. I, like, for me, it's like Spielberg and Scorsese, like everyone refers to as, like, oh the great American directors. And for me, it's like, yeah, Spielberg is... Like, I'm not questioning Spielberg, don't get me wrong. Mm. But as, as Spielberg's gotten older, like, Spielberg's last film was Ready Player One. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like,
0: he's definitely not cons- as consistent as Scorsese, I would say.
1: Scorsese. Scorsese, like... He's constantly like re- reinventing himself, and well, not necessarily that, I guess, but he's he's constantly like he's just seeking to improve tables. himself. And the guy is like so old. Now. Yeah, like,
0: you know yeah, yeah. I mean? like, forget forget his talent. He's just so bloody old. It's amazing he's just still alive, let alone making films.
1: Making amazing movies. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm. Good on you, Scorsese. We love you, buddy. Keep doing it. Yeah,
0: um, Ewco gave it five, gave it four stars, and he said, "Powerful, intense acting to perfection." However, the third act drags and it doesn't fully know when to end. Did you find the third act didn't really know where to end? I, can, I get what you're saying, but no, I didn't. I, I think it yeah. drives through. I can understand yeah. that it may be a little bit Lord of the Rings-y, where it has a lot of endings, but like, because it, it could end at a lot of different places. But I think each scene is needed, especially, like, yeah. especially the, the last two scenes as well.
1: Yeah. Colin Weiss. Now this is acting. De Niro used to be so f- used to be a fucking god. He lost it later, but damn, in his prime, maybe even better than Daniel Day Lewis. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel um, like he's still done great work in his latter career. I do. I agree too.
1: Um, Silver Linings Playbook. He was oh, really good. He yeah. gave a really good supporting performance. God, that was remarkable. Very, yeah, 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 really good. But uh, I think, yeah, for me, De Niro is like one of the for sure. He's one of the greats. He's what about he's Wolf of Wall Street? Money never what? sleeps. What
0: is he in that movie? I What's that? that? You know, oh no, Wolf no, of um, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. You know, this this the sequel to Wall Street.
1: I thought that was Michael Douglas.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a sequel. To that movie that stars Bradley Cooper. Oh no, no, no. It does have Michael what? Douglas. Actually, no.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's Oh, that's I'm that's thinking of Bloody Um Nicholas. Limitless.
0: I'm thinking of Limitless. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because De Niro's in that, isn't he? I
1: think so. Yeah, I think so. Bradley Cooper and De Niro have done a few movies. Yeah, probably. I think actually, no, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> that amazing um, film,
0: Limitless, you know, that iconic memorable film.
1: <laughs> actually, I quite liked it. I the still time. haven't seen it. I, I still haven't seen it, but everyone I talk to is like, Quite liked it, like you said. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't
0: hold up. I saw it twice. I saw it um, a second time recently, and it doesn't hold up. But when I first saw it, I thought that was quite good.
1: Uh, Alistair Cooper 2008 says, This may be pointed to as Marty's best, and it deserves a lot of credit, but for me, it's still Goodfellas. (laughs) Hey, Alistair Cooper, for me, it's still Goodfellas as well. Yeah, Goodfellas Uh, is still
0: remarkable, and you and I should do a proper episode on that at some point. But like, We should, we should, yeah. I think this is Um, better just simply because... um, of the of the tragedy and how also how much of intimacy the family is to this like the the main characters are such a very small cast and it feels more theatrical yeah. than anything else that he's done so I think that's what maybe pushes it over the edge for me I still love Goodfellas and it's definitely in my top ten but like you know
1: yeah dude I see where you're coming from the two great movies for me at the moment having only watched this once mm. and having watched Goodfellas probably five or six times uh, I for me right now I'm like oh yeah Goodfellas but uh, maybe you know give me a year or
0: so and maybe i'll i'll come around yeah maybe and the last one shane william just simply wrote classic italians <laughs> classic italians thanks shane what, thanks for well, the what will buddy. they do next
1: <laughs> so yeah that's raging bull
0: um <gasps> what a film what a dude, dude thank
1: you for thank you for bringing that to the podcast what, I, a, I what a great do it. pick
0: I, i'm glad i could spend um you know the day after my birthday or the two days after my birthday cuz i'm born on the 26th, you know talking about this movie you know, um, it it makes it makes me feel special. I can share this, and and please let me know on Twitter and all that kind of stuff what your favorite movies of all time are. Like, if if you guys were going to come on the podcast and do a birthday episode, what would you talk about?
1: <laughs> also, could you could you guys let me know your top three favorite Scorsese films? I'd love to hear and. Uh, again, we, we we just spoke about a guy that he was consistently making good movies, so I imagine that everyone's lists are going to vary.
0: You know what? Get, can you tweet at me your bottom three Scorsese films? I want to know that. Tweet at me your bottom three Scorsese films <laughs> so I get the runt while Brenton gets the best.
1: Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, your Yours is going to be consistent because The Last Temptation
0: of Christ might be in there. Oh, it'll times, definitely be in there, yeah. Oh, mate, I'll, I'll put it there. I can't think of any other shitty films he's done, but it'll come to me. I'll have a good think about it. You di- You didn't like Hugo, did you? No, I didn't actually. Oh, <laughs> well, the character, but like, I mean, I'm, the movie is technically great, but it's so fucking boring, so no, I wouldn't. I w- probably <laughs> wouldn't turn that too. Oh, 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 I look at myself in the mirror. Oh,
1: well, is it a big crowd out there tonight?
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Got a podcast. Got a podcast. Gotta go.
0: <laughs> you ready, Nathan? You ready? Wait, let me just beat up this mirror one time. Oh my hand! Ah, there's glass everywhere. Oh, oh, oh. Ah.
1: What do you th- what are you do it, boy? Ah. What do you think you're doing? You're breaking your mirror. What are you doing? Ah. Come on, we gotta get out there. We gotta do a comedy so act now. So much pain. Come on, podcast. Does Let's anyone
0: go. in the SWAT team know medicine? Because ah. <laughs> Suzanne, Suzanne, get over here. Ah. Nathan needs help.